0: What is up, freaks? Welcome back to this week's edition of Rabbit Hole Recap. It is Friday, February 8th, 2019, the year of our Lord. The Bitcoin price on the XBX index is $3,629. Bit of a pump today, freaks. Exciting Friday here in Bitcoin Markets. It's been dull for a while, but it's been a crazy week. Big come-up week for the pod, for this crew right here. But before we get into all the topics that we have to talk about, I'd like to introduce you to the sponsor that we know very well by now, BlockFi. Hodlers all have one thing in common. They hate selling their crypto, especially if it's for paying taxes. The best way to use your crypto without having to sell is with BlockFi. Use your Bitcoin, Ether, or Litecoin to get USD funded directly to your bank account and get your crypto back at the end of the loan. The best part is the interest you pay on the loan can be deducted from your taxes. Again, freaks, the interest you pay on your loan can be deducted from your taxes, saving you money and the headache of dealing with tax debt visit blockfi.com slash tales from the crypt to learn more about using your crypto without having to sell today save on those taxes freaks every satoshi that you can matthew speaking of satoshis you handed some off this week probably the biggest news item of the week you were involved in it pretty fucking badass yeah dude so for you freaks that were living under a rock all week uh uh matt what was this tuesday wednesday Two days ago? Two days ago. Was it? I don't know. It's been a blur. It's been a blur. Feels like years. Yeah. <laughs> so you were holding the torch, the Lightning Network torch that's been passed around. We explained it last week with Murad. I believe we did. Did we? I, might I don't have think we did. I don't think we did. I actually explained that on uh, uh, the Heavily Armored Clowns podcast that I, that I was on. But uh, yeah, so the Lightning Torch, for you freaks that listen to this podcast and have not heard yet, uh, it's basically an experiment to play around with. Uh, Lightning Network and sort of stress test the network where it started with Not on Twitter. You started with what, a hundred thousand Satoshis? Yeah, three bucks. Three bucks. And then every time you know so then you find somebody that you trust, you pass uh the proverbial torch on and you add uh ten thousand like, satoshis. Like thirty cents. Yeah. yeah. And then you keep passing it on to people you trust. It eventually ended up in your hands and you and shot when,
1: it, when I got it it was like it was it was two point eight five million Satoshis. Mm-hmm. So it was like 96 bucks, something like that. You got and it. That's pretty high for a Lightning payment right now. We're really stress testing the network with how large the payments are.
0: Yeah, when I had it, I think I got it like two or three days before you. Mine was at like $90, and it was, it was like, yeah, I'm I, not going to lie. I had to try a couple times to send it through.
1: Yeah, if you don't have, like, channel liquidity, then you're you're not going to be able to do it. Unless you use, like, a custodial wallet. But we didn't want to use custodial wallets, you know.
0: No, yeah, I was going going with my CASA node, but enough about me, dude. You shot your shot.
1: So what started it all was after we had Murad on the pod, he released that horrible thread where he was talking about how, like, Bitcoin tweets were at an all-time low. They were below 2015 levels, right? Yeah and there's no way they're below 2015 levels. Like back in 2015, like shit was a ghost town. It was like absolutely, you know, Vitalik was getting like 12 likes on his tweets or something, you know, like yeah. it was abso- not even, not even fucking close. And the first thing I did was I just tweeted at him Bitcoin, right? And everyone, <laughs> everyone went crazy and people were all just posting Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin all over the place. Let's juice the stats. Looked at the graph. There was like barely any movement. It's like, what's going on here? There's barely any movement. So then someone tagged me in the trust chain. They were like, Matt, you haven't taken it yet. Will you take it? And I was like, okay, I'm gonna take this thing and I'm definitely gonna send it to like the highest profile person that will accept it from me, right? Like let's absolutely juice the Bitcoin metrics. <laughs> and after I finally got it, the, um, the guy who sent it to me, you know, like we were saying, you need liquidity and stuff. So it took a little a couple tries or whatever. After I got it, I settled on Jack. It seemed like the perfect fit. You know, he's an investor in Lightning Labs. Cash App has Bitcoin. Um, he's active on Twitter. He's the CEO of Twitter, you know? Yeah, pretty involved. So it was like literally the perfect. It was like a high enough reach where it was like a game changer. It was like a really good Bitcoin advertisement, basically, like a viral Bitcoin advertisement, And but not too far out of reach that he wouldn't take
0: it. Yeah. And he took it. It was uh, so fucking
1: dope, and he posted that the invoice. It was just dude. I was absolutely me- people were giving me so much shit. They were like, "Matt, you're stealing it!" Like, come on, guys! Like, I'm not stealing a hundred dollars. Like, you shouldn't trust me, but like, have a little faith. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna steal the hundred dollars that you guys sent me.
0: What did it feel like when you were sending him the transaction? Were you nervous at all?
1: when I was sending it, it was really fucking nerve wracking. Imagine if it failed, that would just been, Oh, Jack, can you resend an invoice? Can you send me? A, can you send me a new invoice? Yeah, um,
0: that would have been a bad look.
1: Yeah. So when it actually, when it actually like turned green and zap and was like it sent, I was just overjoyed. It was fantastic. And then the mentions just blew up, and I just turned off Twitter. I was just like super excited. We you know opened a bottle of scotch. Yeah. And just
0: So that was uh
1: just soaked it all in just so I can enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Well thank you for inciting uh what uh turned out to be uh, a night of Twitter joy for Bitcoin Maximalist.
1: Uh Oh yeah, then you just went off. It was great.
0: Jack just went off and it I don't want to say like a night for Bitcoin Maximalist. I just think it was good for anybody who thinks there's a lack of principled stances out there on Bitcoin in particular, especially from high profile people like Jack. So it was just refreshing from my perspective to see somebody of his stature and with so much skin in the game to come out and like have a principled stance on Bitcoin and saying, hey, like I actually think this has the best chance and, and arguing it uh, was sort of good theory, like basically talking about Bitcoin resiliency and the amount of attacks it's, uh sort of survived up to this point. Um, it was just refreshing to see.
1: Every, everyone should be happy about it, not just Maxi's. You know even if you're a multi-corner you should be happy about it. You know yeah. everyone is saying the the masses are saying Bitcoin is dead, crypto is dead. Um and here you have a a major player in in technology and global markets endorsing it essentially. Mm-hmm. Um putting his name on it reaffirming his belief in it and it it's we're in the middle of a bear market like enjoy yourself it's a nice little community building thing we had where we all just got to you know take a day off and like have a good time and like i'm not a huge fan of jack's move the moves that have been made on twitter with censorship and banning people and whatnot and i think a lot of why is they're shooting themselves in the foot um but and i think they have a a lot of good paths to monetization if they do like lightning custodial or something. And I'm sure I'll end up giving them shit about it because the wallet will be custodial. But I think overall this is a net benefit. He's not going to be able to co-opt Bitcoin or do anything <laughs> bad to Bitcoin. So just enjoy the additional publicity. Like what we spent like 34 cents a person yeah. for 140 people. And we got probably better engagement than a Super Bowl ad would have gotten us on Sunday. Right.
0: Wow. That's a very good point, dude. Yeah. That is a very good point. Wow. I'm happy to say I contributed to that, though. We
1: basically did, like, it was like a Tron-level, you know, like, Pornhub p- partner, <laughs> partnership, but we just did it organically, like the Bitcoin way, and, like, props out to HODLNOT for starting it all Yeah, and shout everyone who HODLNOT. passed it on.
0: Speaking of HODLNOT, uh, open invite to come on TFTC if you're ever in, in town. Let us know. We'd love to talk to you. Um, no, but it, again, it was something organic and... Uh, it was like a refreshing shot in the arm during the depths of this bear marker. It's like, all right, like uh, seeing Jack like play with this is like, all right, now obviously it signals to other people in the industry and throughout the world like, all right, maybe this is something that we should be paying more attention to. And he was even like alluding to like answering people's tweets that were saying, hey, did you make the, the character count up to 280 so you could send lightning invoices? And he was like, maybe, I don't know, man. So like he, you could tell he's definitely open to uh, applying this stuff to his businesses obviously with cash but it, uh, via the posturing after after he got the torch and handed it off it seems like it, it maybe sparked some ideas in his head as well
1: yeah I mean there's a lot of paths for his two businesses you know Square mm-hmm. and, uh, and Twitter to leverage yeah, full, Bitcoin and Lightning
0: obviously full disclosure Cash App has been a sponsor of this ad and potentially will be in the future so
1: and we shield the shit out of them all the time yeah so keep yeah, that in pretty mind Pretty hard shills That's so. why I thought Jack was a good fit as well Yeah And like lightning tips Just lightning tips On Bitcoin, on uh, Twitter Just super easy use case They take 1% off the top mm-hmm. And you know They have trouble monetizing That's a perfect It's a perfect fit for them
0: Yeah Well Again thank you For inciting some madness This week I'm Proud of you
1: I'm just I'm just glad I could give back To all you guys out there This fun
0: You know what You're just doing your part man
1: I'm I'm in such a good mood right now. I got my scotch. I got Marty here. <laughs> Bitcoin's pumping. It's like spring outside. It's like super it's nice, so nice out, dude. I was like popping on the walk here,
0: you know. I wore I wore my parka to go get lunch. I started sweating. It's good, and then I, then I ate my lunch and I started sweating too because I'm a fat piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story for another podcast. Um, now, yeah. So again, thank you. Crazy week. We'll see ya. We'll see what Jack, Twitter, and Square and Cash do do with Bitcoin. It'll be crazy to see uh, if they implement that in Square in particular and Twitter in particular. Imagine having the biggest POS system and communication tool in the country become Bitcoin and Lightning compatible. Um, that would open up the doors to hundreds of millions of people, potentially billions. Um, next one. Next topic. Holy shit. This data that came out today, this dude...
1: Well, should we... Should we tell them that it, it looks like you're gonna you're gonna interview Jack? That's a big deal too.
0: It is, yeah. I didn't want to jinx it because I don't have the confirmation yeah, it's like email yet. Yeah,
1: tentatively confirmed, March first, hopefully. Tentatively
0: confirmed. I'll be flying out to San Fran to sit down with Jack. Thirty minutes of his time to to discuss this stuff. So very very honored, flattered. Um, I wished it. I like I wanted it to be longer than thirty minutes. because I wanted you to be there and tag team it, but. Matt and I talked about it. We think tag teaming a thirty minute interview may be maybe a bit uh ambitious.
1: Yeah, it's a little aggressive. Yeah. We'll just have to do that next time.
0: Yeah. It'll be the uh it'll be the first interview of many, hopefully. Hopefully we become friends. Hoping we did, Jack. Um yeah, so that's on the horizon. Uh but enough about, about that episode. Uh local Bitcoin's volume. We've been talking about a lot. I've been talking about a lot in the bent recently, particularly like Venezuelan and Russian uh Bitcoin denominated volume on local volume on local bitcoins, excuse me. It's definitely been rising. And I've just been surmising that hey, this is like a good sign that um that like Bitcoin is actually being being used by the people that need it most. And then this dude I'm trying to find his name right now, Matt agrol is that correct? Where is my excuse me
1: Yeah, it's Matt. Matt
0: Matt Alborg, excuse me. Matt Alborg. uh, Literally came out of nowhere. I I didn't even know this dude was on Twitter or or doing data analysis of Bitcoin stuff. Just dropped an incredible analysis of local Bitcoin's data on everybody's head today and basically came out with a new metric uh, that attempts to basically index countries and separate uh, basically index countries by how much uh bitcoins being like how much utility bitcoin is providing based on a uh, gdp per capita and access to the internet sort of basis so it sort of tries to to sh- show where bitcoin is shining where where it may be needed more and it proved uh that over time over the last six years at least that um bitcoin this metric that he used like uh bitcoin volume and
1: it's like an adjusted per capita, basically. Yeah. So right, because the main thing is is like population that has access to the internet, right?
0: Yeah. The metric's called usage per online economic person.
1: Right. So it's a per it's adjusted per capita with internet included, right? Yeah.
0: So it looks basically. I guess tries to line up like the number of IP addresses with the amount of citizens, and then use that to sort of derive a, an internet freedom index. And then is
1: that what he said? He's using the IP addresses. I'm assuming he's using like oh excuse me fact book or something i p
0: equals internet penetration of a given country,
1: yeah, he's probably just using like survey percentages or yeah. something from some source,
0: yeah, um, so basically, go check it out. We'll obviously link in the show notes, but he's got an interactive map where you can like scroll through and you can like just visually see bitcoin spreading in these countries that are at, are going through some strife right now, particularly Venezuela um countries in the soviet bloc yeah and uh in africa too in central africa as well um so it's basically proving that bitcoin is working as intended for the people that need it most as we've been trying to allude to here but haven't had sort of concrete data to point to and it seems like matt may have provided that for us not this matt but the other matt yeah the other matt
1: um and he's also got a dope just just normal line graph in there yeah. that just shows the spike not that one the other one it just shows the yeah, yeah. the volume spike. It just goes up like crazy amounts.
0: Yeah, no, it's crazy. All well, all the Western world is trending downwards, and the only three uh, exception I shouldn't say the the whole Western world, but the uh, the two main upwards trending areas are um, non uh, non Europe, Eastern Europe, non EU East Eastern Europe, excuse me, and South and Central America, uh, overwhelmingly. While well, the majority of the Western world is sort of trending down. And another interesting stat from this uh, from this essay in particular is that the last quarter of 2018, when prices are obviously uh, in the depths of the bear market and at their lowest point in a while, um, 23 countries on local Bitcoin had their best quarters ever. The, so, like highest volume. During, to be
1: fair, like some of them had like yeah, like 250 di- dollars. Maldives had 162 dollars <laughs> worth of
0: volume, but. Uh,
1: Venezuela had their highest volume quarter ever
0: Yeah we'll go We'll go above a million Which was One, two, three, four, five, six countries Venezuela had 81.2 million dollars in This quarter Fourth quarter of 2018 That's pretty crazy Yeah And we also must note that like That's only the reported Volume on local Bitcoins Like people make Relationships with these These uh, People that they meet And exchange Bitcoin with And they become comfortable with them it's probably most likely that they'll they'll cut local bitcoins out at some point and just do it on the side.
1: I was listening to a theory uh on Peter McCormick's pod. Uh he just had a Venezuela episode out.
0: I had that on the docket. I haven't listened to it yet.
1: Um shout out Alejandro
0: Machado. TFTC alum.
1: Yeah, he was on it and um I don't remember their other names. I wish I remember their names. But one of them dropped a theory that the Venezuelan government. He thinks the Venezuelan government are they're taking when they print money, they're taking it and they're putting it in the Bitcoin market. That's why it's it's. I think he said it's trading at a forty percent premium over the dollar in uh, Venezuela.
0: Wait, so it's trading at like
1: a forty percent premium. So trading over near what, like five USD grand? prices everywhere else.
0: It's trading near five grand right now in Venezuela.
1: Yeah, that's what he that's what he said on the pod, and that he thinks the reason for the premium is because the venezuelan government is like taking the newly printed money or like at least corrupt officials in the government is taking the newly printed money and they're just immediately converting into hard money bitcoin and that's why the premium exists
0: um since i haven't listened to the episode yet can you did they speak to like the average venezuelan citizen using bitcoin was it do you think it was Yeah, it's both yeah
1: but um if you're talking in absolute numbers like it's probably more corrupt politicians yeah just because they're richer yeah
0: that's that's i mean very interesting story
1: i mean that was the other thing i tried to do with lightning this with the exposure that was happening i was thinking um what's a good way to continue the lightning engagement that's happening on my page like the mentions blowing up so i did our friends at at btc ven Mm -hmm. uh jerry brito over there uh they accept lightning for they have two projects they have a mesh network project that they accept lightning for and they have a humanitarian aid project which is like food water uh, charity education and if you donate with lightning up to a total of i think i said six million satoshis i will match if you post the confirmation under my tweet i will match your donation so we got like like 10 people did it or something like that, which is pretty nice. Damn. Some guy donated 17 cents. So I matched his 17 cent, do- 5,000 Satoshis <laughs> matched it.
0: Damn, dude, look at you doing good things all week.
1: I thought it was, I thought it was, it's good, it was a good part. way to test out lightning network. Like if you need someone to send it to, you know, yeah.
0: send it, Yeah. But might as really well send them the 17 cents. Yeah. And certainly need it more than we do. Um, anything else interesting in that episode that caught your eye or your ear?
1: It was a really good episode. Everyone should listen to it. I mean, it was, it's three Venezuelans on the episode. And Peter even, he wanted to get it out right away, so he didn't do any ads or anything. So it's an easy listen. Boss.
0: Um, staying on Lightning Network. Um, not that we were fully on it there. But uh, Koala Studios, I got an email earlier this week to test their, their Lightning chess game. Um, I did, and it was actually a really cool experience. Uh, so... Explain sort of the onboarding UX flow, uh, basically clicked a button, um, created an account and had to jot down an account private key basically that'll let me uh, sort of uh, recover my account if I ever download it on another computer or something like that. So that took a little bit to write it down and then make sure I had written down perfectly. Um, and then from there, basically the onboarding. Was seamless and asked for my name, they didn't ask for anything. Basically, it was a lightning wallet that I was able to quickly top off using my Casa extension. So I just opened my Casa extension, wrote in my password. That's new too. Yeah. Um, and basically sent, I don't know, 100,000 Satoshis to the chess game and was able to play. Hopped in, clicked the link, sent the link uh, to Jack Mahler's actually, and played him. I believe I played him. I don't know if I played him. Um, somebody hopped on the link and we wagered 475 Satoshis. I won due to a technicality. Uh, my p- opponent ran out of time, whoever it was. He, was.
1: he was on the plane, right? He might have been. He on was a, flying. He was on a plane, I'm pretty sure. He might have been. I saw it on
0: Twitter. He was on the plane when uh, he sent the lightning torch. I think that's what you're thinking about.
1: He was playing someone in chess on the plane. Was he? So he might have been playing you on the plane and you didn't even realize. Maybe. Um, and then you played Hasu, right?
0: Then I played Hasu. Beat him beat too. Hasu. Did you guys,
1: like, you, like, it was like 30 Satoshis or something, right? Hasu actually... Uh, 45 Satoshis. Hasu's
0: node was a little little glitchy, so he wasn't able to f- uh, fund his uh, account in time, so he wasn't able to accept my 475 Satoshi wager. But I would have won that, too. So I'm 2-0 in Koala chess. Maybe... We should play. Maybe the best... May have the best record from a percentage standpoint uh, on Koala chess, so I'm just going to... Don myself the king of koala chess right now. If anybody wants to come at the throne.
1: Oh, I'm coming at the throne. (laughs) Download it. I'm coming at the throne, but we have to get fucked up before we play. That's my rule. I'm very good at fucked up chess.
0: I'm not very good at chess at all. I'm lucky that uh, my opponents didn't realize the clock aspect of it and ran out of time.
1: Yeah, I know. I saw your starting moves. They were really, really interesting.
0: Yeah. Chess is like a foreign language to me.
1: Jack is like dope at chess. Did you see? Jack Mahler's? Yeah. Yeah. Jack, yeah, he like posted this tweet like analyzing his play by play moves or whatever. Yeah, he came, it just he, made me feel horrible at chess. He and came here to play. Ch- ch-
0: he came here on a chess scholarship and said, "Nah, this isn't the life for me. I'm going back to Chicago." He
1: turned down all that money, <laughs> <laughs> those big chess, big chess winnings. Yeah,
0: no, but it was a cool experience, and it, like the vision's there. You know, that's what I tweeted about it. The vision's there. The UX flows there. It seems obviously there's some kinks to figure out the latent network. It's, caveat this whole conversation with the lightning networks nowhere near complete or ready for the mainstream or fully battle tested um but with that being said like it was a really cool experience and you could just like see the vision and uh, i know lightning koala and his partner Andres have big plans to start including more games uh imagine if they add at a card game what could happen and then like a bunch of people we're asking if they could uh, look in on games and sort of bet and wager on games as they're as they're watching, as you would on Twitch or something like that. Um, I don't even think you could do that on Twitch, but a Twitch-like feature that will allow people to to watch the game and then bet on it. And they said they're working on it. So
1: well, what's cool about I'm I'm super bullish on gaming with Bitcoin, specifically with Lightning. Um, I think it's going to be the – especially as this younger generation grows up, as our generation even grows up, um, I think it's going to be the confluence of gaming and gambling. It's going to be the best of both. And, and, and it'll, it'll probably overtake, like, all other types of gambling at some point in the future. Um, it's just a matter of time. Now, what's interesting about the Twitch betting is I hate QR codes. I, like, fucking hate QR codes. And, of course – I fell in love with Bitcoin and I've just been surrounded by QR codes for 6 years or whatever. With this particular situation Twitch has blown up. I don't watch games on Twitch, but it has blown up. I watch clips of people. Like if somebody clips something on Twitch, I'll watch that. They can easily put all these like betting things and stuff in because of QR codes. <laughs> right, like QR codes work perfectly can in you like dump pictures
0: st- in the chat and tw- Twitch in like
1: a streaming environment. Yeah, I don't know, but it's just a picture, or even if you show it on the screen, oh, yeah, right? True. You could show it on the screen. Yeah, who's that dude? Who? Sh- no one can stop you from showing it on the screen. Who's
0: that dude making the RPG game that allows you to uh, buy things like on the go? As oh, you're yeah, watching that's him badass play. too. Yeah, so that's another game. Like this dude's making an RPG game, basically a, a first-person shooter game. Uh, it's a third person, yeah. third person shooter game. There we go, um, but it's just a proof of concept right now. But basically, same same scenario, Twitch-like scenario where users can participate using satoshis and the Lightning Network, uh, and basically allowing the viewers to interact with the game. They can buy zombies to come attack him, or buy him ammo or health or something like that, or send a send a Zerg after him.
1: Well, what's a nice little twist is I think on that game. If you send enemies at him, the player gets the money. And if you buy him, like, lives and stuff, the developer gets the money. Really? So it's an interesting incentive thing. Interesting. And you can do very creative things, I think, with that. You can, you know, even just percentage it up on both sides.
0: Matthew, it feels like, it feels like we're hitting a tipping point. I don't know. There's still a lot of lightning fud out there, though. Are all our Bitcoins going to get stuck on the Lightning Network, Matt?
1: Not if you don't put them there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, again, we should also stress, like, only put a little bit on the time. Don't be too reckless.
1: I've already... I'd like to think of myself as, like, a more technically proficient user. And I've already just assumed that I've lost all the money that I have on my Lightning node. Yeah, me too. That's the That's the situation I'm operating under right now. So you should do the
0: same. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever get to a point where you don't have to operate under that assumption?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I think it's early days and, uh, yeah, we got to flesh all this out. We got to bootstrap it.
0: Yeah. And speaking of, um, assuming all the Bitcoin you have on Lightning Network is lost, uh, I think you would also say that you assume all the Bitcoin you hold on exchanges is lost as well, um, That's one thing we advocate here is learn how to use a uh, a personal wallet, a hardware wallet, paper wallet, whatever it may be. Teach yourself, become comfortable with it first, and then take custody of your Bitcoin if possible. Obviously, we've been reminded starkly the last couple weeks with the Quadriga CX debacle. We don't know what's going on. Do you
1: think he's dead? I don't know.
0: I'm going back and forth.
1: I think he's dead and someone else has the keys and pretending they don't have the keys whether it's like a family friend or a family or friend or a co-worker or something someone has the keys and is pretending that he died with them yeah interesting and that's my guess
0: Achoo! that was my sneeze but either
1: way the weird part is that we haven't seen the addresses for the exchange
0: I know Lorenz been doing some uh, some forensic research on it I don't know um, how far he's gotten or, or how much information he has so you can go to his page and see see what he while he's tracked down on OXT.me. Um, but uh, what this incident, we've already talked about this, I believe we talked about it last week, but what this incident sort of uh, brings to the forefront and it should remind all of us is like, Bitcoin gives us the ability to to audit uh, exchange reserves. So uh, we should be demanding from exchanges that they, they prove that they have the Bitcoin that they say they do and prove that they are not fractionally reserved. And this is something that a lot of people have been harping on for years. Like, it's technically possible with Bitcoin, I would argue, that most people are not aware of this, therefore aren't demanding it. But in a situation like this Quadriga CX uh, debacle sort of highlights the need for these types of functionalities. And luckily for the market, uh, Blockstream released an open source product uh, this week, uh, a proof of reserves product that uh, exchanges can use to give their customers peace of mind and prove that they have reserves on hand uh when when asked or when need be
1: so um it was already possible to do proof of reserves but blockstream's tool makes it easier for them to do it in a safe way yes um i think kraken was doing it a couple years ago yes i think kraken
0: was doing it and nobody was asking like nobody was using it right yeah because nobody was using it that's why
1: and um i'm pretty sure max uses separate addresses for people but don't quote me on that I know Bitfinex did and that's what caused them to get hacked, but they had like kind of a proof of reserves type of system in place. Either way, it still doesn't stop from fractional reserve necessarily because they might not have the USD balance as they say they have. That's interesting. Um, Very good point. Altcoins aren't going to support a lot of these things. Um, I don't even is there like a safe way to do Ethereum multisig or something? I don't even know if that's the case. So you still have all these other holes. You should no matter what we should absolutely demand proof of reserves for etfs and stuff like that too because it's possible and they should provide it but you should still no matter what if you're using a custodial service just assume that any morning you wake up like that could be gone they yeah. could take that from you
0: yeah it was interesting uh barstool wrote a couple of articles on the quadriga cx debacle it says a lot of people still don't get bitcoin in the mainstream um, it got know, us
1: a lot of press. It did. I had so many people text me like, Oh my god, this did you get fucked? This dude died and lost hundred and ninety million dollars. And I was like and every response I sent was, He might not even be dead with the like the shrug emoji was my response every time so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like we've been through this a couple times, like when Mel Gox went down, like everybody's like, Oh, I heard Bitcoin failed, dude. It's like Mel Gox is like hard to explain, but we're going through it again and it seems uh, the same assumptions are, are are floating around this time around as well.
1: That's why this Jack Torch thing is such a big deal because, like, think about the headlines. They were running with their, like, typical FUD bullshit bear market headlines. You know, Bitcoin's dead. It's going to zero. Hamas uses Bitcoin. The <laughs> Bitcoin CEO died and lost all the Bitcoin. And then all of a sudden it was Jack Dorsey. I have enough Bitcoin. I'm taking the torch. I'm using it on Twitter, sending it around the world. Like...
0: Going on Bitcoin Podcast.
1: Such fucking good price. Right? Just broke their FUD. Yeah. At least for a little bit.
0: At least for a little bit. It was a good
1: The fog is cleared.
0: The fog is cleared. A lot of hopium in this bear market. The, f- opium. the fog is cleared. Um and the fog is cleared the first half of this podcast Freaks, We've got multiple ad reads this this time around on this episode of Rabbit Hole Recap. Second sponsor today is our friends Honey Miner. They've been around too. Honey Miner. Uh, Max for Linux in particular. They just came out with the new Linux product recently. All of you Linux freaks out there that uh, want to, an easy way to earn Bitcoin using your uh, Linux hardware or GPUs in particular, um, go to honeyminer.com uh, or stackingsats.com. We actually made a special uh, uh, a special URL for our for our uh, referral link. It's stackingsats.com. You can check that out. Um, so, uh, zero fees, no account required, Bitcoin pays out every two hours, and profitability uh, is about 10% above, above market value. Um, compatible with Ubuntu 16.04, Ubuntu 18.04, and OS 7. Get started now at Honeyminer.com slash labs. That's Honeyminer.com slash labs, or go to Stacking sats and check it out. StackingSats.com, excuse me. Check it out that way. Hit them up on Twitter, at GetHoneyMiner, Get on Telegram, t.me slash HoneyMiner. Uh, and they have a very active Twitter and Telegram uh, presence, so you can definitely find them at those two places. miner, good friends of the pod and the bent. Uh, easy way to earn Bitcoin if you don't want to buy it. If you don't want to s- spend uh, dollars directly for it, you can spend computing power for it.
1: They take your graphics card and they... Uh they mine the most profitable shitcoin, and then they auto dump it for Bitcoin and you get paid in Satoshi's. It's fantastic. It's very fantastic. So check stacking
0: out. Com. Go check them out. Um, especially if you're a Linux user, you've been patiently waiting for their, for their pl- Linux implementation.
1: Yeah. The Linux implementation has no fees. Yeah. The other one has, they take a cut. Yeah. And if you use a referral link, then, then we get a cut of their cut. <coughs> it's not like it charges you more money.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Um talking about charging more money Zcash inflation bug was it exploited?
1: The the problem isn't whether or not it was exploited the problem is that we'll never never know for sure if it was. Yeah, so they fucked up. They ha- they sat on this news they Six sat on months? this for re- 11
0: I thought. 11 months? Maybe yeah, I could be wrong. They sat on it for a considerable amount of time.
1: Like four people knew about it in like the Zcash company inner circle. Yeah, you could just inflate yeah. Zcash on a whim.
0: Yeah. And this is something Peter Todd's been warning about for, for years and be getting lambasted for on Twitter in particular. Um, may have been vindicated, but it's it's interesting. The uh, I don't say whitewashing, but it seems like people are trying to gloss it's over this It's not a fest. bullish news story. This is <laughs> right?
1: Like some people are saying, like, oh, this makes me so much more bullish on Zcash. Like, fuck you, man. It's not bullish. This is, like, worst-case scenario. They even said in their blog, before they, like, Tried to diminish the impact. The title of the blog post is like worst case scenario. Yeah. Or at least Zuku's tweet is he said the words worst case scenario. And then they just tried to dismiss it in the actual blog post.
0: Can you jump into the technicals of uh, the inflation bug at all or in particular? Uh, Does it have to do with the trusted setup or something after it?
1: I, I I'm not positive. I part of the issue is that all this shit is super complicated, and that's why they've had the bug in the first place. Um, but it it the the key takeaway is is that you know they have shielded, they have shielded zcash, and they have non shielded zcash, and you can inflate in the shielded pool. Which is remember when we were talking about their recent sapling upgrade, we mentioned that it was interesting that they were forcing all the people yeah. that were already shielded to go unshielded and then reshield. That's why. Because they'll know if more shielded come out than had went in to do the transition to the new address um, structure. Yeah, the new address structure. If it has to go to transparent before it can go shielded again. And that's why they did it because they're gonna they're auditing, auditing it, it as it goes through. Yeah. So basically, if you have shielded Zcash right now, you should really be rushing for the exits, right? You should be trying to get out before, presumably the you know the inflated coins become obvious. If you if if there are inflated coins, we'd only know once it passes through that audit.
0: Yeah. What if somebody just sends like eight hundred million Zcash to it to an address? One day it could happen. Who knows.
1: Well, so I don't think someone can exploit it now for what it's worth. Since they did the sapling upgrade, no one can exploit it fresh. Okay. So after that's why they, dis, you know, that's why they say they disclosed it now. Um, but like, this is like a perfect case. Like, so these four people, I'm pretty sure they all live in America. They all work for the Z cash company. The Z cash company has rich American investors. It's based in America. It's based in Colorado. I'm pretty sure. Um, if the u.s you can't launch a privacy coin that's centralized in the united states like did the snowden leaks tell us nothing like the u.s government is not against pressuring their own citizens their own companies into complying with their demands right so like imagine like right now zcash is probably not really on their radar right but let's say for some reason which we don't think is going to happen. I think this is like the nail in the coffin for Zcash. I was already super bearish on Zcash.
0: I was already super suspicious of Zcash. But let's
1: say they survive in 10 years, right? And they're super big, and people are using it for private transactions all over the place. Like, this is exactly the type of bug that the U.S. government pressuring those four people that knew about it would be able to compromise, right? That's exactly the type of situation they would do.
0: Yeah. So... Uh, so is this a case study in centralized governments and authority? or uh,
1: And experimental tech.
0: And experimental tech.
1: And privacy on layer one. Yes. Ooh, this is actually... Right?
0: Yeah, this is actually a conversation we this had like earlier. It's like three different things. Yeah, so we had a very good conversation earlier. I actually had this conversation last night. I had the pleasure of meeting Alex Gladstein from the Human Rights Foundation. He's in town. Um, got dinner last night with him and a couple of other Bitcoiners. And the topic of privacy at the protocol level came up and it's an interesting one uh it's very nuanced too and i think it's uh definitely a debate that's going to need to be had so the question is do we want complete fungibility at the protocol level and a lot of people are starting to realize probably not
1: i mean i would say that there needs to be a way to always be able to audit the supply yes so it's a balancing act.
0: It's a balancing act, and would you agree that like this, the amount of fun or the degree of fungibility is on a, spe- a spectrum?
1: I think there's a difference between not knowing how many Bitcoin there are versus not knowing if it's my Bitcoin or Marty's Bitcoin. Yeah, and that's what we need. We need it to be. So that you can't tell if it's the privacy guarantees need to be strong enough that if I if that if that if whatever Bitcoin user goes to buy some coffee or goes, <laughs> of course, I use the coffee analogy. It goes to goes buy to a buy, or something yeah, like it that. Yeah, goes to buy a Lambo or goes to sell on Coinbase. Like all their transaction history should not be linked to them. They yes. should be able to buy safely, yes, yeah, safely spend their bitcoin or send their bitcoin to someone and not worry about them being able to find all this other fucking information. Yeah. But at the same time you need to be able to audit the supply and you have to balance those two things. And part of the reason why I've always said well I, I've said two things with Zcash. Zcash is one of the only altcoins that I isn't a pure that that isn't as much of a net benefit. Like I say that altcoins aren't really bad for Bitcoin they're just bad for the people who speculate on them but with Zcash like it's kind of questionable because if they're trying to push out other privacy coins privacy technology from the market to have like a government friendly one it's kind of an attack vector to the whole privacy sector but um, with with Zcash like this is a perfect example of where we have altcoins that like Like, the Zcash proponents wanted to put this shit in Bitcoin, right? Like, this is a perfect example where they just fuck around and learn all this shit for us. And if for some reason in 10 years we all think, like, snarks are, like, the biggest fucking deal, they're awesome and fully fleshed out and tested and we trust them, whatever, then you could always add that into some kind of Bitcoin compatibility, right? Whether that's a true hard fork or whether that's sidechain or layer two or whatever it is. So they're testing it out for us, and Bitcoin isn't at risk. Like, that's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Um, Very interesting to see, though. Just be aware. Be aware. People will market these things as foolproof, and um, later find out they're they're not as foolproof as previously thought.
1: I feel like Zcash's price hasn't suffered much, though.
0: Uh, I haven't been paying attention much.
1: Yeah, neither have I, though. I don't know. Actually, I just talked out of my ass. It might have suffered. Yeah. Um, I think it hit all-time lows, though, so...
0: (laughs) Speaking of uh, p- price pumps, Litecoin pumping pretty hard today, thirty percent.
1: Charlie is literally just pulling the same exact playbook he pulled the last two times, and it it should be noted. I'm sorry, I'm just like a little deflated about it. So <laughs> Marty told me to speak up. Um, it should be noted that confidential oh, transactions. Oh, if 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 we have turned. And we don't pass the bottom, you know. I'm, I'm knocking on wood. That Charlie's top call when he said, I sold, and if you're not willing to wait till $20, that Litecoin falls to $20, like you should sell too. Like Litecoin, I'm pretty sure Litecoin's USD bottom was $22. So if that truly was the bottom, that will, as much as I just despise Charlie. That would be like the most badass call ever. It did. Like He would have just called it fucking perfectly. And then he literally, right after it hit 22, he was like, we're going to do privacy. We're going to do, we're going to do. Teaming up with Beam. Yeah. They, they teamed up with Beam today, which kind of like sprungboard the, and he keeps tweeting about it. He has millions of followers. Like,
0: Yeah. Moral hazard. Is it moral hazard? Are we here to be moral, uh, authorities?
1: I just, at this point, it's like, Litecoin's not a threat to Bitcoin. Uh, I don't speculate in Litecoin. I think it's absolutely worthless. And uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just not worth the time. Cause it can't It can't threaten Bitcoin, right? But, like, people should be, people sh- I think, I think at the end of the day, like, Litecoin even fails like the altcoin marketer's playbook because they don't even have any differentiation, right? It's just...
0: Dude, confidential transactions. A
1: clone of Bitcoin with all all the same issues and...
0: Beam partnership, dude. Beam partnership, man.
1: Are they also partnered with like that tokens token pay or something for the bank? They like bought half a bank or something like that. Dude, they bought half a bank. The They're Litecoin differentiated, advantage. dude. They're getting good at the, the marketing. They're trying the like the Tron
0: approach. That hot
1: bean partnership
0: be on the lookout for that, Charlie making trades speaking of trades, you're go- now gonna be allowed to uh to trade or get equities exposure uh via Bitcoin on Abra. what did they just announce? they just came out with a basically a derivatives exchange that you can get exposure to via bitcoin yeah. c f p d s correct yeah but but to the user,
1: they just think they're trading like apple stock or something yeah right.
0: They're essentially derivatives, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're like doing like hedging formulas and stuff to yeah. even it out. Yeah.
0: Um, and apparently, I mean, not apparently, there are a lot of people on Twitter uh, giving Abra flack, not even giving them flack or just pointing out that this is very similar to what one broker did. And one broker was uh, running a similar operation, got shut down by the SEC. Was it the SEC or? Uh, I think it was the or SEC. Or the other alphabet soups.
1: I think it was the SEC. Yeah. But yeah, like, and one, one broker famously, was a Bitcoin only, didn't have KYC. Um, Abra is also Bitcoin, doesn't have KYC. Um, they're actually using two of two multi-sig. So basically like they can't take your money, but like you can't take your money either. <laughs> like neither of you have custody. You have to, together, you give custody. Um, and they, I think they want to make it two of three with a arbiter or like our arbitration situation. Yeah. Uh, independent arbitration or whatever. They're going to have to implement KYC at some point soon. Otherwise they're going to get shut down. They like have some kind of like regulatory arbitrage, uh, like loophole type thing going on. Um, because it's a two of two multi-stick. like they're not going to get away with that. So be on the lookout here. If you do use the service, it could be very much like a polo situation, poloniac situation. We've seen it happen on multiple exchanges, um, where they actually implement the KYC while your funds are already on the exchange or on Abra. So like you're in the two of two multi-sig. Yeah, I guess they don't have custody, but they say you can't even withdraw unless you do KYC yourself. on your account.
0: Yeah. Um, I've got Bill lined up to come on the pod in a couple of weeks too. So I'm going to talk to him about that. And, and yeah, we'll see. Uh, We'll get, we'll get Bill's perspective and Abra's perspective and what they're doing. I mean,
1: Well, like he's not going to say that, right? Like he's, they, like they could be operating completely legally, right? But it's not in the spirit of the law. So eventually they're going to, like the U.S. government doesn't want people anonymously trading equities. Like they just don't want that. So whether or not they're like whatever they're doing legally got them around it doesn't mean shit in my mind right but you know we'll see we'll see what he says maybe by that time they'll already have kyc who knows
0: we'll see i met bill in miami uh, briefly uh, a few weeks ago very nice man
1: but it is i'm sure he's a nice dude but still like it it does add a value prop even with kyc if you live in places where you can't get exposure to u.s equities
0: yeah because it lets you trade at uh like very small amounts right
1: I mean, not only that, I just, I think, I think the process in some places in the world, the process of getting exposure to like something like Apple or something, you know, some of these big stocks, like these big equities, like you just can't do it easily. Like it's a really complicated process or it's not possible at all. And you know, so, so it does go hand in hand with Bitcoin as like a liberating technology, even if they have like, like even one broker, which was fully custodial sketchy bucket shop exchange like goes hand in hand with the bitcoin as a as a liberating censorship resistant money right
0: yeah yeah so we'll uh it'll be interesting to see how this plays out we'll see how much traction it gets um i don't really have demand for this product in particular right now um no i'm not a big trader so
1: yeah i mean i just use td ameritrade yeah like i'm not going to
0: um but we'll see. I'm interested. I'm pumped to talk to to Bill in a couple of weeks. That's all we had on the uh, the docket. But uh, I want to get your thoughts on the on the Green New Deal or the New Green Deal. What is it?
1: Oh, I I had a Matt Cavellanid or yeah, 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 our Twitter buddy. He he said Bitcoin's the Green New Deal. <laughs> <laughs> Which I fucking loved. I thought that was fucking fire. Um, it's scary, man. I don't
0: want to say it's scary, but it is an ambitious. Uh, New Deal seems to come with a lot of uh, over overarching uh, taxation.
1: I just schemes. I think that you know, I I actually haven't looked that much into it because I Bitcoin allows me to just zone out politics. Because it it gives me the ability to opt out, um, so I know that like not all my wealth is in their hands, and it's just a super liberating feeling. But I did catch that there's gonna be that they that they want like super high taxes on the wealthy, um, and I I like sent out a tweet today like the easiest way to pump Bitcoin's price is to tell the wealthy that you want to take their money because I've been in rooms where like I'm like pitching like super rich people to, to invest in Bitcoin. And a lot of them don't talk to me now because of the run up we had and everything, but whatever <laughs> that argument would have been way easier after this because it's literally just like Matt, why should I buy some Bitcoin? And it's, it's wealth insurance, right? You know, it's, if this stuff happens, like you'll have some portion of your wealth that can't be seized and they can immediately see the va- like they're being educated on the value prop with these kind of this, these kind of antics. Yeah.
0: Um, very, very ambitious. If you're unwilling to work, there will be a there will be support for you, apparently in the Green New Deal. That actually pissed me off a little bit.
1: They use the words unwilling to work. Yes. It might have
0: been a mistake. Who knows? Um, maybe, uh, maybe not the perfect wording for. I'm
1: sure they meant like incapable or whatever.
0: No, if they said incapable or unwilling.
1: Wow. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, I try and I only try and bring up politics when it connects into Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, I thought this connected um, into. Bitcoin. It
1: does connect into Bitcoin. I mean, I like. I think we should call it like today's the AOC pump. Like,
0: I think. <laughs> We went through this debate. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the article about local Bitcoins, though. Like,
1: actually, I don't know about that. That's know. like only, I feel like only A niche the niche Bitcoiners are like talking about that. At least yet, right? Matthew,
0: like, I wrote about it in The Bent today, and some of the most esteemed <laughs> investors in the world read The Bent. All right, so they all heard they might have went and ran and bought Bitcoin immediately after. I mean,
1: look, you're not wrong about that. For me, (laughs) for me, that's like the stuff I really like to see. Right. Is the like the local bitcoins uh, analysis that we saw today. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's Bitcoin truly doing what we're hoping Bitcoin will do uh, being used in the in the the whole reason we do all these trade offs is so people in those situations could use Bitcoin. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Very good point.
1: but it could also like Jack could have helped a little bit. We're also, you know, down ninety percent, ninety-five percent, whatever it is.
0: Not that far, but close to it. Um, yeah, but we're winning our bet right now.
1: There you go, knock on wood. Marty has nice wood floors, so I can just knock right on the floor. It's really convenient.
0: Stop toxing my apartment.
1: I um I sent, I sent Marad a direct message today, that was just hi.
0: And he hasn't responded. He's a busy man.
1: He's a busy man.
0: Um, yeah. So that's all we got today. Uh, actually, we'll end it with one more topic. But before uh, we get to that, we have our last sponsor today, third sponsor today. I'm actually pumped that the sponsor is uh, on with us, and they're at the fact that they exist because I love seeing this stuff. Uh, Twenty one lectures. Uh, This episode is supported by 21 Lectures. 21 Lectures' mission is to bring more developers to the Bitcoin ecosystem with in-person courses lectured by world-renowned Bitcoin and Lightning developers. 21 Lectures courses teach participants the fundamentals to work with blockchain technologies. We cover cryptography, the structure of transactions and blocks and how they are chained, smart contract language and Lightning protocol, as well as software and toolkits to develop on top of the Bitcoin blockchain and Lightning learn more, visit 21lectures.com. That's 21lectures.com. The number's 21lectures.com. Pumped to see the proliferation of these Bitcoin classes, uh, the spreading of Bitcoin knowledge. We need more eyes, particularly on the testing and review process uh, on the Bitcoin code base. So the more the merrier. If you're a coder out there that listens to uh, us two idiots, and, and you uh, you want to learn about Bitcoin, go to 21lectures.com. Shout out to uh, the Switzerland Bitcoin Foundation, I bet. Or I believe that's who sponsors it. Zappos is behind this company as well. Badass. And I believe uh, Christian Decker is one of the lightning teachers. So very good resource to have. Um, you got a topic you want to know? Any uh, Anything outside of Bitcoin in the real world? Should we talk about like non-nerd intermon- nerd internet money stuff?
1: Did you... Do anything interesting for the Super Bowl? Uh,
0: nothing, nothing too interesting. Had a bit, of, had a couple family members up for lunch, uh, and they went back down to Philly. Uh, we slow, slow cooked a uh, pork butt uh, and watched it here alone while drinking some wine. Very did You bet on it? No, I'm not a big sports gambler.
1: Yeah, we talked about that last episode.
0: Never caught the bug.
1: Did you watch a halftime show? I did. It was pretty horrible.
0: It was pretty terrible.
1: There was a drone swarm. Yeah, there was. In the. Peace and Love. My.
0: Or one love, excuse me.
1: One of the things that I think about a lot is we have drone swarm technology coupled with the way you combat drones mostly nowadays is you jam their signal. They're all commanded remotely, right? But if you have autonomous drones, you get around that because they're just thinking for themselves. They're not receiving a signal. And on top of that, if you have autonomous drones that you use like off the shelf parts with, there you have tons of plausible deniability. So you can just engage in like ridiculous attacks with no, like very making it very difficult to trace. So that's just something you should put in your threat model.
0: Yeah, I think we saw the first instance of this in Yemen, was it? Um, or Pakistan, where a military uh parade got attacked with a with a rogue drone with made by off the off the counterparts.
1: No, wasn't that in Venezuela?
0: It happened in Venezuela too. It happened in both. Uh, but
1: I think that was just controlled. That wasn't like autonomous, right? Like it gets crazy when the when the drones actually making the decisions when there's not a person behind it.
0: Yeah, I didn't know we were gonna end on this crazy dystopian future topic, but
1: well, we can end on a happier topic because I see behind you. Did you also received a Bitpiggy to test out? Yes.
0: I have I've yet to uh, reach out to James to to give him the review on how incredible I think it is. We
1: have this we both have these little pigs on our desk. Um these little three D printed pigs. Yeah,
0: they're Bitcoin Piggy banks.
1: And uh they come with an open dime. And that, that Twitter account is at bitpiggies. Yeah. They're pretty cute. I believe you know, it's P I
0: G G Y S. I don't believe it's I E S, is it?
1: No, it's Y S. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not how you spell piggies.
0: No, BTC piggies with a Y. There um, you go. Yeah, Pretty really chill. cool. Uh, James, the founder, is a really cool dude. Hit us up. Has a very good story. He sent like a very nice letter with uh with the piggy bank. Yeah, um, what's
1: nice is he sends it with an open dime, so he doesn't know the private key, but he's able to send you a sticker of the public key. You can just put the public key wherever. Then you can just load it up with. Um, Satoshi's for your for your kids yeah. it's a nice way to teach them you know how to save in bitcoin early on and it's just a cute little pig
0: yeah very good decoration very good conversation starter just started one right there
1: i actually before i left my office today i had it like sitting on my desk like super nice and then i was like matt this is a huge obsec failure and i like threw it in my drawer before i left <laughs> because like you don't want them to, you don't want someone to just walk in and be like okay like
0: this guy owns Bitcoin. But
1: if you have it in your kids' bedrooms, whatever.
0: That's why I'm a big fan of Raw Dog and the laptops.
1: Yeah, no stickers. no stickers. I'm not a sticker man. Yeah. The other... We also got another piece of merch from a fan, from Crypto Brecky He sent us... Oh, yeah. Shout out Crypto Brecky he, he sent us wallets that say Dirty Fiat on them, and they're pretty badass.
0: They are pretty badass. Um, hell yeah.
1: It's it's I the, I was really happy with the quality. I was surprised. Both of those are not paid ads by any means they just sent us free shit so just keep that in mind <laughs> and but, i i do i like both of them was that, was that a bribe to the freaks badass. were but, you just trying
0: to bribe the freaks out there no
1: i'm not i'm not i just <laughs> they sent us free shit i like them as people there's no free and, ads uh, Yo, no free a, ads and we'll and their no products free ads are company, good okay no free ads no free ads okay. we're monetizing well, you this. asked me for topics you know you asked me for topics so i'm gonna
0: the last free ads we ever give out
1: shill the nice free products we received
0: i'm kidding no these are dope products shout out to Crypto Brachy and. Uh, James Deruccio, I believe his last name is.
1: I just know his display name of Fartface. Yeah, Fartface. This is, fart like, <laughs> is like, for the longest time. I think it still is, right? Yeah. Maybe F- he cleaned it up now that he's all professional.
0: He doesn't have to. He can be silly. In your I'm own like age. I
1: like Fartface. I do keep too. It. It's a it's a brand now.
0: Yeah. You. Uh, you You're age. Friday you age. You don't get old. All right. I'm gonna stay young forever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, enjoy your fry. It's beautiful here in Brooklyn.
1: Dude, I'm going to get... Impeccable. Today's going to be such a good day. This is pretty good scotch. We have new scotch right here. New good scotch. Do you want to try and pronounce it? I I picked it out because the bottle looked nice on the shelf, and I was feeling good. Brukladich? Brukladich? Bru- Brukladich?
0: Brukladich? Yeah.
1: Brukladich. I don't know. It won the 2000... Is that 2009 it was made, or did it win an award?
0: I think that might be the year.
1: I don't know, but it's uh, tenure single malt scotch whiskey. It's very nice. Very
0: nice. Cool Um, bottle. Yeah. I I didn't think I was going to be able to take a sip today.
1: It's actually pretty smooth. Yeah. The only reason I I bought a new type of scotch because you had that awesome tweet last night where you're like recording a whiskey in 20 hours. It's like Marty's down to go. Yeah. We're ready.
0: I think I tweeted that out before I went out last night.
1: No, you tweeted it at like 11 p.m. You're already drunk. That was the problem. Oh,
0: damn. Shit. That yeah. was the problem. I ate it on the subway steps last night. If it's raining in New York City, don't don't try to skip steps when you're running. Oh, the yeah. That steps. always happens.
1: That happens to the best of us.
0: Ruined a uh, nice pair of white vans. Rest in peace. Um, freaks, been an incredible week. It's beautiful here. I got a buddy from college on the way in town. I'm pretty pumped for this weekend. I hope you guys are as pumped for the weekend as we are. And hey, just enjoy life. You only got one of them, you know?
1: Just stop being dicks to each other. I just, it eats me up inside. It eats me up inside to see the family all fighting. Let's
0: let's bring together. You know what? Just make an effort to say something nice to somebody this weekend.
1: And just remember that, like, if you can't agree with someone. I'm going to try
0: myself to. I'm guilty myself.
1: The nice thing about this space is if you don't agree with someone and you get into, like, this long circular argument with them and neither of you agree, like, at the end of the day, like the winner of that argument is going to make more money than the other person. Like, that's what it is. So just enjoy that aspect. You know, you, if, if you both have skin in the game, if they don't have skin in the game, then you're definitely, you know, you're definitely winning the bet. But, but that, that's what it is.
0: True. Um, does you do you? Yeah. Shout out to our sponsors, BlockFi, honey, minor, and 21 lectures. First three read pod. Um, Free quality sponsors, though. Check them out if you get a chance. Uh, Shout out to Matt again for handing off the torch to a Twitter legend. The Twitter legend. The
1: Twitter founder. The
0: Twitter founder, I know. Um, We will be interviewing him in a few weeks, so be on the lookout for that.
1: How the fuck did I pull that off? I don't even fucking know, man. I
0: don't know either, but I'm happy you did. Peace and love, freaks. Cheers.